Okay. So. This was so crazy. I spent hours thinking about this. But I was trying my best not to play it out. Because I know that it's a message in it. That is going to. Make sense. So much sense later. I think that's really going to play such a big part. And what's going on here and I just I don't want to keep like you know I don't I don't I, I realize like I'm being like monitored and jumped and you know, extorted in a way because they have different reasons why I can't participate in different things. Like, I have different family members and they are, like, you know, keeping me from getting them out and getting them away from this lifestyle, you know. Choosing Satan and ending up down that road. But it's a few things that, you know, I I just want to talk about that. I feel like, you know, maybe this is clarity for. So all I know is I'm at the McDonald's and I'm in the drive-thru. And I ordered something small, like a frap or something. And then, like, maybe like a sandwich in the bag. So I was coming through the line. I don't know if it's, it must be like some some hours in the morning. And I'm in my old car, and I end up parking on the side because I didn't get my sweet and sour sauce for my chicken nuggets. So that's what killed me, like, the difference between, like, whether I had a hash brown with a breakfast sandwich or chicken nuggets in a sandwich because I'm waiting for sweet and sour sauce, but it's not really clear what I'm waiting on. I think it was just, say anything I'm waiting on, what would I usually be waiting on if I put over to the side something they forgot? So the lady come out, I was thinking about, I was waiting and saying, like, she's just going to come out. But I was thinking about just getting up to go in there. And it was like, nope, don't go in there. And it's this girl who was sitting on the side, on the sidewalk. Her and another girl that was sitting right there. And they were just sitting there. And they was looking. And they kind of seemed a little, like, cool or, like, good or concerned or something. But then, like, it was like, don't say nothing to them because they will, you know, like, I guess I must be in their part of town because they will, like, you know, get you jumped or something. I don't know. So I just didn't say nothing. I just kept it simple. But all I know is the girl who come out, she knows them. She says something to them and she... I didn't think that was so surprising. Like, you know, this is McDonald's in their neighborhood. They probably know the girl that worked there. She probably stayed around her, too. So she comes out there. She says something to them on the way to hand me my sweet and sour sauce. I asked her, can she get me a couple more things, you know, if I can add a few more things. So she on her way to get the things out of McDonald's. And then that's when they say something to me. And I don't know what it is they said, but all I know is it escalated to an argument slightly. And I was just like, oh, no, I can't do this, you know, because they just started getting big on me. It was like not just them two. It was also people over across, I think, at the like the gas station, the apartments, everybody just started, you know, 
they just started getting more and more people adding up. I'm like, I don't know what I did, but I'm in a hood. But, you know, I kind of do know what I did. Like, I was, I guess I was kind of wrong. It was like, whatever it was, I felt like I was, like, rude or something. I must have said something rude or I just was like, I can do whatever I want or something like that. And it's like, no, you can't do whatever you want here type thing. So all I know was I started trying to pull off in the car. And it's like something happened where I tried to run them over with the car. But I didn't. I ended up reversing. And I was trying not to crash the car into the building. And I ended up crashing it a little bit. And I was kind of upset about that. But then... I drive and I'm driving and I pull off, you know, even without my stuff. And I was kind of upset about that, but it didn't matter. But this is like, I think this matters because it plays a part in how I'm distracted or how people are able to get my attention or maybe like different things that they're trying to show me that is contributing to what I'm going through right now. Like they're trying to get my attention. It could be subtle or it could be like obvious or it could just be like, you know, complicated, simple, who knows, but it's a message in everything I believe that I've experienced in this vision, almost everything. So I pulled off and I'm driving down the street and it looks like my old hood in Cleveland, actually. But I don't think it is. I feel like this might be like Philly or something like that, but I'm not sure. It might be like, it feels like it could be up north, but I don't know. So all I know is, I'm driving and I crash, like I, like the whole car just crashed, and I feel like I should be dead or I died or something. And then I jump out the car or I, I find myself outside the car and I'm okay, I'm alive, I'm blessed to be alive. I guess I don't. It's not even about blessed to be alive. I feel like it's so weird because I didn't feel like this till I woke up. But all I know is like I'm just missed death by seconds or inches, whatever. The car disappears. I don't have no way home now. So all I know is I'm walking and I'm running. I'm running away from the accident. It's like really bad. Like a whole explosion or something like people's lives have been in danger and all kinds of stuff. Then I'm running away from it. And all I know was I ran right into the same girls I was running away from. Like I'm running through these apartments and I'm I'm just going to run through these apartments and get through to the other side. And then as soon as I'm running through, all I know is I walk past these girls. And I'm like, at first I, was, I wasn't going to think nothing of it. But then I was like, no, that was crazy. Like, you know, in the movies, like when you do all this to get away from somebody from, and you think that you like miles away from them, then they pop up right in front of you like Batman, like that. It was like that. So that's what they did. And then all I know is it was like, all I heard was like, no, just leave her alone. She don't want to know if she ain't going to fight or argue about it. She said she don't, She just want to leave it alone. Just leave it alone. So I'm like, good. You know, I don't even want to go through all of this. But then as I was walking away, she said, but you don't even, you don't even want to know. Like, you're not even curious at all. And the thing about it was, you know, I couldn't get mad at and how she said it or anything, because I feel like maybe the reason why I just, I never really was asked if I wanted to know or not. And that's, and I think that that was a, the key point. 
Like, I'm glad that she spoke up anyways. I'm glad she the way that she is, you know? Sometimes it takes for people to be who they is and, like, push past, you know, certain stuff. Because I'm always saying, you know, I don't want to be bothered. Leave me alone. I don't want, you know, I don't want nobody in my business. I don't want nobody to tell me this. I want to figure this out for myself. But what if that's not me? What if that's somebody keeping me trapped in this mindset? And honestly, she probably, and it made me realize that she obviously couldn't hear the stuff that was going on in my mind and what I was being told. Because somebody told me that I'm fighting with them and I'm arguing with them and they're not for me. And, they, and I'm actually beefing with them and they're about to jump me. So I need to just get out of there quietly. And the whole time, they really was just trying to, I can't say what they if they was 100% for me, but they was looking out for it. And I could tell that I, saw, I sensed that in her attitude. But I was like, but wait, it seemed like she looking out for real. But then it's like, yeah, she looking out, but she got a short temper. She got a short fuse. She don't got too much patience for you. And you, you know, such and such and such. And then there's other things. Like, I'm also being threatened. Like, you don't want to put her in harm's way because you already know how it get. When you um, when you don't listen or when you don't go along with what we saying or whatever, we gonna um, we gonna make you say and act all kinds of way around them, and you know we gonna make them not like you. We gonna make them jump you. You're not gonna have nobody to help you. All kinds of stuff. So I'm just being threatened, but they probably can't hear most of this. They can hear some of it, I know, because they stopping some of it, and I'm stopping in my tracks, and I'm like, you know. Um, nah, I can't argue. I can't fight with them. I can't do that. But they can't hear everything because the fact that she was like, you just don't even want to know. It's like, I th- immediately I thought to myself, want to know what? What's she talking about? You know, because I ain't hear none of the conversation and nobody asked me nothing. And so that's, that was making it quite clear. Like, you know, this is probably what's stopping me from getting out of this situation. Mostly. I want to say mostly it's not what stopped me from getting out of this situation, but it's was playing a big part in why I'm not, you know, associating with nobody and I'm staying to myself. And this gives whoever this is free reign to keep continuing a lot and do whatever it is that they doing, you know, brainwashing. But all I know is um, I'm fighting. I mean, I can handle myself. I got God, but still, like, sometimes it just take those extra people. Like I'm saying, like, I think that that's the main part about this. It just take those people who believe in you anyways, who see past different things. They can see little things you, you know, do when everybody is doing their best to hide who you are, make you look like the bad guy, make you look like you're not, you know, who you is. They see past that anyways, just like I saw past, even though it looked like they was trying to jump me and they really wasn't for me. I knew that they was good people. I could tell. So all I know was um, that's when she was like, you don't even want to know. And then that's when I just stopped. And all I had to do was stop. Because as soon as I stopped and I just was willing to listen, that's when she was like, yep, okay, cool. So then she just started talking to me and she just started walking with me and she was cool. But all I know was um, it seemed like she was like, yeah, see, I can rock with that. But then... All I know is, like, she was, like, talking. And she was, like, you don't want to know where this originated from, where all this originated from. And I'm really, like, realizing like, I probably can't even have a whole conversation with her for real. But let me at least hear her out. That's what it was about. Let me hear her out and see what, you know, I can fight for. See if it's, it, at that point, it seemed like it was worth fighting for. And when you're willing to fight, 
you might be able to get a little bit more information than when you're not. Like, nobody can get through to you if you ain't even listening or trying. But if you're just willing to, like, listen and you feel like they can help, or if you trust them more, you just got to trust them a little more. Because I don't trust nobody. I, can't, I feel like I can't. I almost don't trust nobody. I almost feel like I can't trust them. But I'm fighting past that to try and be able to trust people to a certain extent so I can get the answers that I need and get solutions, you know, to all these issues and problems. But... All I know is, you know, she says, all I can hear is, like, the gist of the conversation. She's like, you know, it's that dude. It's that guy you was with, you know. He put witchcraft on you, you know. And that's that got a lot to do with, like, you know, the feeling like the love spell type part of it, whatever. Then she was like, and we know what that's like. It's this girl who moved into this apartment. And she got pregnant. Oh, she was pregnant. And she was, like, not safe. And, you know, and I guess I'm just like, how, well, how do you figure it out? And they was like, you know, weird stuff was happening. All kinds of weird stuff was happening, like you were saying. Like, it did, that didn't make sense or whatever. And she was like, I guess she was isolating herself, you know, didn't want to really be around people or something like that. But I know she's not really talking to me fully, but maybe she knows who she's talking to because they got a little bit more of a control over what's going on. And they kind of know, you know, what's up. But they're able to stop certain things. So they picking up on stuff and they putting stuff together. I can see that, like, they are figuring stuff out. And I think sometimes it takes you being from, like, the hood to figure these things out. It really do sometimes because I don't want to say fully, but it's just like sometimes I figure out you able to put things together because you give things and people the benefit of the doubt regardless of what it look like. It's people out here who going to look all kinds of ways. They look rich. They look happy. They look like they got everything. They look like all this or it's just people who look poor, who look like they don't get nothing, who just, you know, seem they they look like they thieves, criminals, all this other stuff you've heard about them, but they still good people. They situation, they circumstances, the way they was raised, put them in those positions that have to do stuff like that. But they are still good people. They're worth it. And you only know that if you spend your life around people like that. They throwing you to the hood or throwing you to the side or throwing you in the ghetto or something and saying you don't deserve to be better. You don't deserve to be at a better level. You don't deserve to come out of this because all you do is ever, all you ever do is sabotage yourself, lie, steal, cheat, you know, and then they sit up in these hot places or around money and they feel like this is why a lot of people can't be around money because they don't know how to deal with money and they don't know and they not giving you the benefit of the doubt that you still a good person despite your circumstances. And then what's the difference between that? Like, that's just the same thing as racism. You say that somebody not worth it because they a color, or you say this is reflective of certain things because somebody's a color. You saying that certain people are reflective of certain things because they are poor, and usually it takes somebody who come from out the bottom in order to, you know, get to the the money or get to the top to kind of like you know figure certain things like that out. But the issue with that is that a lot of times they abandon. Who they was or what they or the or the you know the beliefs they started off knowing they start to think well since i'm the only one that made it and a lot of people around me they don't want me to have it or they start acting this kind of way or i can't i can't seem to help them for nothing and they feel like they start to agree with that 
and they start to mix into this crowd. And I talked about this a bunch of different times. It reminds me of, you know, it's like white. All I saw was this video. It was a bunch of white men at a table. They all talking about how they going to keep, make sure they keep poor, the poor, poor and the rich, rich. And it's this black man, one black man, he made his way up to the table. He had to fight. He had to do, he had to work very hard. And on the way up, he ended up having to fight a lot of his people to get to that position because nobody wanted to see him there. Nobody wanted to see him on top. He ended up adopting an attitude of, you know, my people is the worst, my worst enemy. And so he started agreeing with these white people that want to keep the poor poor and the rich rich. But really, they racist. They want to keep the black people poor and down. They don't want to see no black people up at the top because they saying, they discussing how too many black people get up here on this table. They're no longer going to be able to control, you know, the black community with all this, all these different, like, tactics. Materialistic things, marketing, you know, making them feel as if they're stereotypes. Only way they're going to get out is basketball or rap music or something like that. Like, they're controlling this stuff. Or at least they're strategic, strategically planning these things. And they said, now all we got to do is this one guy, he's on his way up here. And he's fighting really hard. We can't stop him from getting here. He's going to be here really soon. It was like, but all we got to do is offer him a seat at our table. If we offer him a seat at our table, he's going to forget who he is. He gonna not, he's not going to care anymore. He's going to, you know, he's going to do whatever we, we say because we've accepted him as one of our own. He's going to stop fighting for his own. And... It's so many aspects of that I'm seeing from a different perspective now. The aspects of that is, you know, he already, of course, wanted to be accepted real bad by the upper class. And that might be a mistake. But he just wanted to make it out of his circumstances and, you know, make waves, change tradition and be somebody that none, nobody around him or nobody in his color could have been or was being. But and where where along the way did he lose sight of who he was and what he was fighting for? And only the small, vain, materialistic things started to play a part, power and different things like that, instead of actually, you know, changing history, changing the world, making a way for a lot more people just like him, making it easier for them. He you you're doing the work and it seems unfair that you gotta do all the work, especially with all the people you're trying to fight for, making it harder for you. But when it comes down to it, you are doing the work for them. And they make it harder for you. And then you start to see it like, you know, I'm not going to be able to help them. I can't do it. And they're accepting me. And I can't go back now. And all this other stuff. So you... I feel like it's some it's different aspects to it. He just wasn't gung-ho to just join their team and forget about his people. His people gave him a million reasons to want to give up on them because they was doing everything in their power to, to make him give up on his fight and keep him from being who he was destined to be. In order to get up there, he know he had to watch his back because he was going to be stabbed in a million times before he got to that point if he didn't watch his back. So it's not necessarily all his fault, but that's how people going to see it because ain't nobody made it up to that point but him. But that doesn't mean he's supposed to stop trying to fight. So how do you, how are you able to maintain a 
attitude that you're still willing to keep fighting for your people despite how many times they be willing to drag you down and keep you from getting to that position. Well, you got to really want that just like you want whatever position you're in. Because that's the only way it's going to make it with you. Otherwise, you're going to end up shedding that, I promise. And even when you feel like it's something that you wanted with the money or whatever, you probably will still end up shedding it. Because I don't want to say that he didn't want his people to be up there too. He maybe felt like he wasn't going to be able to beat all these all these other people. They got like six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them. It's me, just me at this table. And my people, when I try and add them to the conversation, I try to help them up or I try to, you know, do anything for them. They cut off my hand. They never want to accept this help or do the work or anything. And then they want to blame me, yell at me, curse at me, like I'm acting like I'm better than them. And I can't, I'm only one, you know, and I don't want to say I'm only one man because obviously he felt like he was Superman to even make it to that point that nobody was making it to. As they said, they couldn't stop him from getting there. So they can't stop him from really, you know, changing the color of that table if he really wanted to do so. But they figured out a plan. They said make him feel accepted, you know, and make him one of us so he stopped fighting for them. And that way they're able to control and keep a certain amount of people you know, a certain amount of colored people at that table instead of the whole table looking how it, however it's going to look based off of who did the work and who made it up there because he's going to start helping other people, but he's not helping other people no more. But I just always wonder, like, why would he stop helping his people, though? You know, maybe he did change. It's like, of course he changed after everything he had to see to get there. But do it matter? Is it his fault? That's what I'm seeing is different now because... I get to this certain extent where I'm fighting so hard for me, my family, my people. And they is my biggest obstacle. They are the biggest obstacle. And I hate to have to keep saying this because it feels like I'm sounding just like this guy. Or that, you know, I'm discouraging them. I don't want to discourage my people. All I know is like, a lot of times it just seems like, you know, instead of doing this work and getting it done and, and believing in this as much as you believe in it and fight for it as hard as you fight for it, I'd rather sabotage you because, you know, you look like you're going to make it and I don't know if I will. Like, why not, no matter whether you're going to make it or not, even if you got to die in the process to save your brother or your sister, be willing to help them get there. That's the only way we're going to all get up there. But you saying, nah, if it's got to be me or you, it's definitely going to be you. That's never going to get us up there. It's too much division. You got to be willing to die for your brother or your sister. Yes, you do. And you got to be willing to look dumb for them. You got to be willing to give up certain things for them. Selfish things. You got to be willing to be kind no matter what. You got to be willing to really be led by God. That's what it is. That's what it takes. Because it's going to be a million reasons to give up on them, but you just shouldn't. If you give up on them, it's going you doing exactly what they expected. You falling right into their plan and they're able to control better because it's just you against all of them. They made it up here. It's easier for them. They didn't even have to go as many, go through as many obstacles as you. By the time you got up there, you way stronger, but you also way more worn out. I feel like some people are like, no, I'm just getting started. I ain't worn out. I got all the energy in the world for this. But trust me, you're worn out. Your beliefs are worn out. Different things that you, you know, feel that you could have accomplished may be worn out. Because of what you had to experience to get here. 
and different things you feel like you had to share even to survive to make it. Otherwise, you feel like I would have been just like them. I'd have never made it either. But you got to fight anyways. Because it's worth it. And also at the same time, you know what I think plays such a big part? If your brother, if you're not able to get your brother, pick your brother up and take your brother or sister with you, it don't mean you cannot make it or don't go. But it st- maybe you should start considering like, you know, is this even a table that's worth sitting at if my brother or sister can't be there with me? Because I love my brother and sister so much, I want to see them make it. I want to see them go. You know, maybe we can start our own table. If I got so much drive to be in certain rooms or certain places, then I need to have as much drive to see them at that table with me. And it's going to be a million reasons to abandon them. But if you think about it, it's already a million reasons to not even want to sit at their table. They never wanted to see you there. Look at all the barbed wire fences you had to climb over in order to get there. And you think they would have ever helped you up? No, you made it, you fought, and you got there anyway. So why do we always seem so so much more determined to be sitting at the table with these kind of individuals than to actually be building a table for our brothers or sisters? That's the issue. We so quick to shoot down our own and step down our own than, you know, actually do away with the idea of being in that room or being at that table. And what I'm saying, I'm not saying give up on your destiny or your fight or your, you know, ambition to be big and as great as them, but stop comparing yourself to them. Why can't you be different? Why can't you pave new ways? And some people say, well, you got to get to that table first and then you got to figure it out. You got to start being able to invite them in, but you got to be strong enough to do that because you get to that table and they start brainwashing you to believe that only you made it for a reason. Nobody, they couldn't have done it. And, you know, you're lucky to be here and you should just like, they're better, they're better, you know, fit for you or something. They start making you forget where you came from and how they never would have helped you up. Even if they had a letter, they wouldn't have handed it to you. So how is they any better than your own people? promise you they never want you to see you there if you didn't fight hard to get there. And if you can fight hard to get there by all means necessary, you can fight hard for your brother or your sister to get there by all means necessary. You just got to want to do it. So it means pushing past hurt feelings. Because your feelings going to be hurt how many times your brother and your sister is willing to sacrifice you in the process to keep you from getting there. If they had a chance to get there before you instead or without you, they would not do the same for you, but you got to lead by example. Because it's going to come a time where another you going to actually exist. And if you didn't already start paving or, or trailblazing, they're not even going to have a resource to get there. When another you exists, and guess what? Another you exists, no matter how rare, they start having to come up how you come up, and the cycle just continues. They get themselves at a table where it's predominantly a certain kind of individual or person, and they're going to make them forget who they who they are. And that's why it's very few of us. In this so-called 1%. Same thing. Just continue. But all I know is. They're cool. They're cool at this apartment complex. They got my back. They're like you can just sit here and chill for a minute with us. And. We go to these stairs. And at these stairs. I start climbing to the top. And. Everybody's sitting at different levels, just like different distance apart. And all I know is like I 
end up sitting at the top and everything just feels so cool. And it was cool. And everybody was just like smart. Everybody was woke. I feel like they was woke or waking up and they, they had a point. They like, we believe in some of the stuff you're saying. We put some of this stuff together on our own. We made it make sense. But we believe in a lot of the stuff that you're saying. We believe in that. We see it that way. And I'm like, this is why I love people, though. This is why you got to love people. There will be a million reasons to hate them, and that's Satan. But this is why you got to love people. Because you always, if you're patient enough, you keep fighting, you keep going, you're going to find that crowd that, you know, pick. they saw it a different way. And I've been saying this for the past couple of days. I feel like this is God putting this on my heart. It's like, I'm just trying to see out of all the things I think and say and pick up on, what did you specifically catch? What, what caught your, you know, attention? What did you agree with? Because I'm saying a bunch of different things. And when people re- run it back to me, sometimes I'm like, so out of everything I said, that's what you heard. You know, somebody said, just said that to me and it actually blew my mind for real because, you know, I was like, yeah, that's what I heard. You know, because you just don't understand what I'm going through. But they was just like, no, like for real, listen to me. This is what you need to do. And... I wanted to take the advice, but I still did it because I felt like the reason why I'm where I'm at today is for not doing what it is they said to do, which was, you know, start recording this stuff. Get this on camera. But I believe this is a spiritual battle. This person probably so right and actually very smart. I can pick up on that they're very smart, actually. Probably would have avoided the situation or, or found a way out of it. Probably I don't know, but I can't say what somebody else would have done in my shoes. As you know, it's my shoes. I know that I'm gonna find a way out with God, but I just didn't record. I've thought a million times to record, but I did not record because I'm like, what am I gonna do with that when they're controlling different things? If I post this and they don't want it to be posted, then nobody's ever gonna see it. Or it's never going to upload. They control technology. They control all these different things. If I record this and they don't want it to even be in my memory card, it's all of a sudden going to just disappear. Like, what? I thought I recorded this. I know I recorded this. It's like, yeah. You know, they able to violate. Violate. They do what they want to do. But if they let you get the message out, that's probably only because, you know, they wanted it to. If they want this message out there, they're going to let this message get out there. And that's the point. The only reason they would want the message to get out there is if, of course, they're keeping you from a bigger destiny. If you would have kept the message to yourself or just fought your way out, you probably would have got a little bit more ahead, just believing in God a little more, trusting him a little more. But because you chose this route, you understand you inadvertently saying, you know, I want, you know, to deal with this inside of this world instead of handing it over to you, God, and submit it to your will. And the thing about it is the Bible says that do not go to court here in this world. Let whatever happens to you happen to you because it's much better to go to court with God and in God. But, the you know, the issue with that is like it feels like, but sometimes it feels like God is leading you to see, get your justice in that way. I can't say that I ever believe that that's true because now I know those words in that Bible that you're supposed to go to court in God. He's the best judge. And after being in, on trial with God and experiencing that for myself, I honestly feel like I would never want to be in none of these janky courts 
where they feel like they know what judgments they're making, but they don't have the ability or capacity to see everything and all the aspects of everything. They don't judge like God. They cannot judge perfectly or mercifully like he can. So I'd rather be judged by God, actually, but it's so hard to a lot of times let this stuff go because you find yourself in positions where you can't do nothing. You're back against the wall. You don't have nothing. And you just got to suffer. And what can you, like, you don't have no resources. And what do God expect you to do? You got to fight. You got to keep fighting. He expects you to fight a certain way. But, you know, you built a certain way. And you got different aspects about yourself that obviously need to change. But in, a, but in order for them to change, you know, I don't know. I don't know because I feel like I don't want to make excuses for myself. God showed me what needed to happen for these different things to change about me. I got to believe in him wholeheartedly, trust him 100%, have faith in him, and do not change. And do not, you know, lean on my own understanding. But I tried that. I got way too many people fighting me. And if all these different people wasn't fighting me and keeping me from my, you know, destiny, and I'm not trying to make excuses, I wouldn't still be here. But obviously, it's for a reason that God got me fighting all these people. He want me to be stronger than all of them put together. But you know what? I don't know. I still feel like everything happens for a reason. Because I remember getting up and feeling like I was giving up. And I felt like I was letting God down. I was crying about it. And God showed me that everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So... Yeah, do everything you're supposed to do in God. But that second you got up, this is, you know, God knew that that was going to happen. That happened for a reason, too. In the process, so many other things were accomplished. Even though you could have done whatever it was, you could have got it done or whatever and been done. You know, in the process, is so many different reasons why it was, it made sense. And the thing is, you know, I wound up, after I got up and went the way that I went, I encountered different people. Even if it was like as many people I encountered that weren't on this side or weren't willing to do the work, I encountered many different people that, you know, God allowed me to impact their lives in the most amazing way. They so thankful, so grateful that God sent me. And that would have never happened if I didn't, if I did not get up. It's so many reasons it seemed like to disappoint, why you disappoint God or you doing things wrong. But if you know that you're never supposed to be here. And the only reason you here is because of God. Then you know that everything happens for a reason. Just keep doing you and doing the best that you can. And no matter what you do, God is going to place you in the right place. Because nobody can change what he's going to do. So anything that's happening is not because God is not in control, but because he is. And know that. And I was just... I felt free and happy to experience this crowd that kind that understand like because a lot of people don't understand me like you got the opportunity you know all this stuff so why you still drink wine why you still go get beers why you still smoke cigarettes all this other stuff well i think that they understood that where they was coming from it's not that they necessarily you know was like yeah we want to support and enable drinking and smoking no it's just like you understand what it's like when you come from the bottom, different habits, different things that you do. You know, it don't really make sense to feel like you should share certain things and you shouldn't do certain things. But, like, you need this stuff to keep going. You need this stuff to, like, we don't need it, but this stuff keep you going. You can relax and it don't change 
you what you want and you fighting and be and being who you are and if i gotta go through all of this extra stuff anyways i'm not trying to make excuses you know i sound like the type of people they like to speak against but if i'm going through all this extra stuff anyways then why is certain things looked down on more than others it just reminds me also of like the all sense equal all sin is equal, but it's going to be heavier consequences for murder than it is for stealing. So, so how is all sin equal then? You know, it is equal, though. I know that it is. I know that everything that God says is the truth. I don't have no reason to doubt that. But I'm just saying it's it's like the it's like the the. You know. It's like, let me finish, you know, type of thing. I said this, but. There's details. You go into different details. A lot of people like to say God is lying and God is not 100% perfect because of different details he left out. But you all, you get everything you need in due time. So, for anybody who feeling like, nah, you ain't going to make it because you're still drinking beer. I remember years ago, I used to think, nah, I ain't going to make it because I couldn't stop smoking weed every single day. But now I'm clean of weed. I don't even think about weed. I'm good off weed. But I knew... You know, God told me, you, you're, it's going to come a day where you're not even smoking this weed. And I couldn't even believe that. I couldn't believe it, but I trusted him anyways. And look where I'm at now. So, it was a time when none of this was happening for me. And God said, this going to happen. So, it's a time. It's right now. It's a time where I'm still drinking beer. I'm still drinking wine. I'm still doing certain things, smoking cigarettes and doing stuff I shouldn't do. But God said, it's going to come a time I'm not going to be doing none of that either. Things are going to be completely different. And what do I say? I believe that all I got to do is keep fighting, be patient, and I'm going to get there. But I got to do it the best way that I know how. I'm going to fight, and I'm going to try to do my best to change things. So don't hold me to nothing. Because it'll make me feel like, okay, so we're just going to let that happen. And then one day I'm like, you know, no, I don't want you to let that happen. I want you to start fighting me on that. I want you to start, you know, helping me, you know, sharp iron sharpens iron. But... Other days, I'm going to be like, look, man, just get out of my way. You know, just be supportive. Just be there for somebody. Don't give up so quick. Understand. Try to put yourself in their shoes. I know it's hard to do when you're not in their shoes. I know that for a fact firsthand right now. Because I judge so many people in the industry. But now I'm going through the things that I'm going through. And I realize, like, what was they really supposed to do? I see what they were supposed to do because now I got to do it. But... It's way harder to judge people. You know? I don't want to change or turn on God. But certain things just make me feel like, you know, I cannot blame you for it. So, I get it. I understand. I love God. I don't never want to feel differently about him. But given the circumstances, everything I got to go through... All I really want to do, not all I really want to do, because if that's all I really want to do, then that's all I will be doing. So I got to take responsibility for that. But at the same time, all these different, you know, unfair obstacles, unfair. Like, it's somebody who's using money to control my family to keep me from getting to my breakthrough. That's unfair. God know I never came for money. But I know my God better than that. Because years ago, I told him, I want a million dollars. And he said, you don't need a million dollars to change the world. And I'm going to show you. So this is all according to his plan. He wants them to feel like they're showing up with their love money. Your money is not doing nothing or changing nothing. 
But it's hard to see that. And so he want his people, he's showing his power. He want his people to see what that look like. It look like the money going to control it or stop her or keep her from this. But wait till you see how this turn out. And I can't wait to see this little plot twist that God got in store. If it's even a plot twist. Because I can assume it's going to really surprise you. But it might just be exactly what he said was going to happen. So obvious right there the whole time right in your face. One thing he hasn't let go of is that. The best hiding spots are in plain sight. And I just saw that the way I'm picking up on that message right now, I was like, oh, so it just means that everybody who you think you can trust and everybody that you fight so hard for, they're the ones playing in your face. That's the best hiding spots are in plain sight. That's how I'm taking it. But I think it's deeper than that. And I probably am not picking up on it because maybe it's a mindset that I have. I understand my mindset gets in the way for, for a lot of different reasons. I also understand that my mindset is the reason why God chose me and is using me for this mission. So it's a lot of different reasons I feel like that plays a part. Maybe it's because a lot of people in my mindset who share the same mindset as me that God is trying to liberate. Or, you know, you'd be surprised, you know, how right this mindset actually is. It might be wrong, but it might also be right. You'd be surprised. And Never forget that Jesus was from the hood. Yeah, Jesus grew up in the ghetto. So we might got a lot of a lot of good things about our mindset when it comes to valuing relationships over money. When it comes to appreciating everything you have when you even have nothing. When it comes to being willing to give your last for your brother or sister. Different things. This mindset is right. But you always only want to see the wrong because we ain't got no money. And that might be why God is showing his power. You know, money ain't everything. Money is nothing, actually. So, I love how God shows out and I see what he's doing here. You know, I always ask God and pray to him so many days. Like, God, I know I'm going to make it one day. I know we going to make it one day. But please don't let me change. I do not never want to change. I don't want to change. But I knew, obviously, I'm going to have to change to get where I want to be. But I saw the transformation in myself. I changed. I was not afraid of that change. But the thing about it is the things that I felt like God decided that mattered the most to stay, he just built it it on, made 100% stronger, and decided to, and they stayed. These different beliefs stayed, like sticking up for my people, wanting all my people to go. Wanting everybody to be there, too. That's going to be there. You know, my love for God, that's going to be there. And kindness, choosing kindness, not having to backdoor nobody, step on nobody, take nothing from nobody, steal from nobody, or none of that to get there. Not having to step on no toes or become somebody else, you know, that's willing to sacrifice somebody else for yourself. Just selflessness. Selflessness came with it. It's just a whole nother level of selfishness because I didn't even realize at the time how selfish I was and still am. So it's going to be a whole nother level of selfishness. All of that is going. One thing I really appreciate about this crowd, when I ask that question, when I'm thinking and it's a million thoughts running through my head, what is it that catch your attention? Most of the things that I feel like matter, matter to them. Like, they was talking about different things, and I'm like, 
okay, y'all got to figure it out. And y'all might even got to figure it out a little bit more than I do. But that's not surprising. Because I know, like, it's probably a lot of people that got it figured out a little bit more than I do. I'm depending on God. I don't know everything. But I'm just trying to figure stuff out, you know. And sometimes I feel like I'm alone in this. And then on top of that, the different things that I am figuring out or getting to the bottom of, I feel that there's different individuals around me doing everything in their power to sabotage that information. But it's not like they can stop nothing. It don't matter, but still it do. You know, ain't no telling where I'd be if they weren't here doing that stuff. But God has showed me already. Every Any progress you're supposed to make, you're going to make. No matter who in your way. So I don't got to worry about that. But I bring it up because maybe it is important. But this next vision, I woke up from that vision feeling like, man, that just shed a lot of new light on a lot of different things. And it just showed me that I got people who believe in this, in this cause, and that it's all that God said is going to happen is working. People are being revised. People are being changed. And that's what it's all about. It don't matter how long it takes. It don't matter what I got to go through. It's about the completion of this assignment. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening. It's being completed. And some people might say, well, you stupid for bringing this up. You stupid for talking about this. You know, God already told me when I was a kid. He said, look. I said, God, well, don't talk about it. Don't say nothing about it. Don't tell everybody because then they're going to try and ruin it. And he was like, I don't care if they knew everything I was supposed to do from start to finish. Every move that I made, I can have them right there. They're not going to be able to stop or change nothing that I'm doing. I am God. They cannot beat me. I want you there. I want you to know. And I love God attitude because it's like, why should I have to hide from you? Why do I got to be quiet and bite my tongue because I'm scared of what you're going to do? You just want to show some type of, you just want to prove that you got some type of, put some type of fear in my heart and make me feel like I can't do certain things. I can do whatever I want in God. In God, of course, because as long as I'm being obedient to his word, I can't be out here sinning with you though. No, I got to answer for that. I can, but I'm at the answer for it. But no, you don't scare me. I serve God. And so... I can say what I want. I can divulge whatever information, and it's never going to change the outcome of this situation. You might be able to somehow make me feel like that and torture me with that, but that's just because if I have any fear of anything that you are even capable of doing, and if anything in the process, if God allows that to happen, it's just to show me and teach me how to move without fear of anything you can do. Fear God and fear nothing else. So it's just making me stronger. So... You know, it's like weight training. And, like, no, I don't have to bite my tongue. <laughs> what? I, I kind of, like, it kind of irritated me a little bit, you know. Every single time I feel like I thought about that. And, I, you know, every single time I said what I wanted to say anyways. And I did what I wanted to do anyways. And I talked and I told everybody and whatever. Everybody's like, see, that's your problem. You telling everybody. What you hiding for? So many different times in the spirit, it's so many people that's just like, shh, shh, be quiet, hide, hide, hide. And it's okay if you got to hide, you know, if this ain't your mission. This, you know, why would I expect you to be one to take blows and extra hits that don't make no sense to you? This ain't your mission. Do what you got to do. Do what you feel like is best. I got to do what I feel like is best. And what I feel like is best is that God is showing me, if you hide from this, man, do not hide. 
this battle is for you. So you don't have to hide. You with me. And they just want you to feel like you got to hide so they can feel like I had her tucked. I had her scared. Like I had her worried about what I was going to do. And the whole time, God already showed me a prophecy. You die at the end of this. Yeah, I give you your props. It was a it was a good battle. It was a good fight. But you lose. By the end of this, you lose. So what do I got to hide from you for? Why should I have to hide anything? You ain't hiding and I'm not hiding. So that's just what it is. And I'm sure it looked a certain kind of way, but it's going to have to look that way. It just, it don't matter what it looks like. That's what got us here. It's about what it is. So, that's just different things I was experiencing. I This next vision, it's not quite as important, but you never know what is important. I don't want to write off anything. It's, it, I feel like I, I don't feel like it was as meaningful. I don't want to say it's meaningful, but I don't know. It's just, it's different. This next vision, I was in NBA Youngboy House, and I just see him in a lot of my visions now, you know. I really do see him in a lot of my visions. Not as much as I see other people, but I see him in, like, a lot of my visions. And, you know, he's always different. Every single one. Every single one is different. So I don't really know if I even really know him for real. This could all just be like a familiar spirit type of thing, but I don't want to say that because like certain times some information I could never known for myself or it feel like you getting on a personal note. But all I know is I was at his house and he was like, he was storing his hair for his dress because I think he was saying he wants dress to be longer but he not about to put no weave or nobody else hair in his head and you know what it showed me that he really do be paying attention if that was him he'd be paying attention because it was like months back months back a while back I had seen this video of this woman who was you know she saved every part of her hair and she turned it into tracks and then she wore her own hair as her track hair and I just thought like wow some people are really just on a whole nother level in life for real because I'm like I've always thought about that like I never wanted to throw away my hair every single time it felt like a hair dropped out of my head I'm just like no not my hair I don't care I don't want to I wish I could glue it back in or something like I don't want to lose my hair. I don't want to. I don't want my hair going in the trash. I don't want my hair, in. I don't want my DNA nowhere outside of my body. Period. You know, unless of course you know what I mean. Like, I just don't. I don't like with dead skin fall off. I don't like losing my skin. I don't like losing my hair. I don't like losing my teeth. I don't like losing stuff off my body. I don't. I like to preserve stuff like that. You know, it's not because I feel like I'm deteriorating. I know I'm great in God. It's just, I don't, you know, I think they got, that's an indication of greatness. When you know that you are really great and wonderfully made, you want to keep everything that come on you. But you also want to preserve what come on you so you don't lose anything. So that plays a big part. First, preserve it. Then after that, if it's, if it's not to be helped, you can't help different things shedding. You can't help hair shedding. Save it. Keep it. 
you know? And so NBA Youngboy was keeping his hair. And I remember I was on this subject a while ago, but I didn't spend too much time on it because I'm like, man, you know, that's a whole nother level of thinking. But before I get there, before I get to a place where I'm doing all the stuff that I said I wanted to do and accomplish in life and God, because there's so many different things I always said I wanted to get into. It feels like I don't even have enough lifetimes to do, but God said I will do all of this. Before I get there, I got to conquer this. This is where I'm at right now. It's different. It's, I'm at spiritual warfare. People saying get started now, but that's Satan. He want me to get started now so he can distract me from this fight and ruin different things in the process. It's not time for that. I know when it's time. But, you know, so my honest opinion is that he's a little too eager right now to start doing stuff. But what can I say? That's him. Like, he he might be at a whole different place in life. Wherever he's at in life, that's what he feel like he want to do right now. But I took a look into it, and I feel like you actually supposed to, like, you got work to do. You got other things you should be more worried about. And that's why I ain't want to do it. But I can't force nobody to do things how I do things. So it's like I'm supporting that regardless because I would support that. I already support that, you know? So, I was separating his hair from him, and it was like dreads that was like falling out, and it was like formed together and all kind of stuff, and I just remember like thinking and having a conversation about like how important it is to be doing stuff like that, how much, how you on a different level when you think of stuff like that, and you care about stuff like that. You know, I feel like it go way back to like God, you know, waking us up and letting us know who we are. How powerful each and every single last molecule that he formed us with is. Obviously, these bodies really ultimately don't matter. It's really about the spirit. But God made us so wonderful and perfect in his image that these bodies are our, you know, these are our homes. And you want to preserve your home. You know, you want your home to be 100% you. It's all different types of reasons, whatever. But all I know is when it comes down to it, you know, it matters. It really do matter. Ultimately, it don't matter more than your spirit, though. And if you ain't got your spirit right, that's why I say, you know, is it really? T- should you be really worried about this stuff? Because one first thing I asked about this woman when she was preserving her hair, you really on another level for that. I thought about that a million times. I really admired different things inside of, in her, you know, how her mind worked. But also, you know... Are you 100% spiritually in tune for you to feel like this flesh stuff matters so much? Because that's a distraction if you're not. But you never know what you can work on in the progress, in the process, even if you have to fail or lose or, you know, make mistakes in the progress. You you still making progress. I mean, in the process, you still making progress. So it matters. But like, I don't know. God is telling me like, nah. It matters, but like like I said, you know, do what you got to do spiritually. Be who you got to be spiritually, and you will see how I, you know, change your mind on different things and give you a whole understanding what you need and what you want of this situation. And whether it's, whether you should be, you know, whether you should be looking into it or not. Because the thing about it is God will change your mind by the time you see the whole picture and God got you where you need to be and you fully formed spiritually. By the time you are made right, you look at things differently. Like, yeah, it matters, but all things considered, you know, 
it's not as important as I once would have thought it was. It might be more of a waste of a time or not as important as it seemed like it could be. Got the appearance of looking like it matter when it don't. I don't know, but like I said, I agree with certain things. But I realized he was on that on that, you know, note, you know, with me. At least he agreed with that. So I was at his house, I was separating hair, and then we was in the kitchen and we was talking about things. And I don't know if always a lot of conversation going on around me I might not be fully aware of. I don't really be caring, you know. Everybody going to talk. I just got to trust God regardless, you know. It's the reason why he got me here. Who knows? Whatever. But he was talking to me. And, like, different things, different conversations obviously couldn't be had. Like, and we just wasn't talking about certain things or whatever. But then I caught a gist of the conversation. Like... It was something about his shoes. His Oh, maybe I was asking him, like, do we really got a lot in common? And I think he must have been, you know, clarifying different things we got in common, you know? And we don't really have as much in common as I thought we did, at least not from this perspective of him. But I never really fully believed that anyways because it's like different things being exposed, like how I could have really saw a future like that. Or when you a future, my past like that with somebody else. And it felt like I was, my mind was closed off to thinking there was one person. Might, maybe, possibly. Or how, you know, a lot of this stuff feel like it's, you know, being controlled by money. So if it's being controlled by money, that means spiritually, all that is a lie. Like, you made that up. Ain't no telling what else you can do. I don't trust it. But anyways... We was talking, and it must have been about things we must have had in common. But all I know, he said something about he don't like when people run, step in and run over his shoes either. You know, he care about his shoes and stuff like that. And I was thinking about that lady. It seemed like he cared about his shoes. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how important is that, you know? I, I noticed, like, in this fight, I'm willing to share so many different things. One of the biggest sacrifices was, like, probably my shoes. Because I was like, man, it just made me so happy, you know? And I think happiness is so important. But if God say, come out of this world and stop worrying about these materialistic things, then that's what you got to do. I don't want to be like Solomon. I don't want to fall. I mean, I want to be like Solomon, but I don't want to fall like Solomon fell. He was too caught up in money and materialistic things he lost everything because of it 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 ain't worth it by the end he was way too spiritually accomplished to lose everything about some women or money you know you know god himself who gave you everything made you the richest person in the world but the most thing that you are known for is your spiritual gift how smart you are you are very wise and your discernment is on point and that's from god and i couldn't imagine you know giving up the one thing nobody else in this world got for things that everybody else else in this world got or could have. This I I'm all about exclusivity. I love being exclusive. And it's exclusive to me because God gave it to me. So I'm gonna get that up for something everybody else got and everybody always everybody else around you always trying to get you to give up the thing nobody else got for everything everybody else got. And you gotta watch people like that. Cause they really not for you. They not for you. They don't they don't love you for real. Because otherwise they would want you to have that one thing nobody else got. They would love you and recognize you for how unique you are in that. 
But that's jealousy. That's slick jealousy. So I want to be careful, you know. But also understanding that, you know, it's also the the point. As wise as he was, he still was dumb. That was still foolish. So I don't want to fall like that.